Welcome to the Little McDermott Radio Show. I'm excited that you have joined me today. It's been a while since we've done a podcast and I am ready to go. And today we're going to talk about our thoughts, a little bit about myself. I'm a certified life coach and I believe we're all certified life coach uh, or life coaches, but some of us have certifications and some of us don't, but that doesn't take away the fact that we have intuition. Today, we're going to talk about the thoughts in our head. So as because I'm new to podcasting on Redbox Media, many of you don't know that I have a radio show. So my, in my seven years of doing the radio show, I interview um, people that are world-renowned, uh, that are highly regarded in the thought industry, uh, in, in, the, in the health and wellness industry, a financial industry, you name it, it's been such a privilege. But what I've picked up from them and what I've noticed from them is that there is a theme, there's a passion, there's a resolve that I can do this. So let's talk about the people today that cannot do it. Why is it that we think we can't do something where there's other people think they can do it? What is the difference? So one of the teachers that I've had, and you can go to whenyouneedafriend.com if you want to listen to the show, with Dr. Bruce Lipton. Dr. Bruce Lipton is probably... Uh, he's one of my heroes, but if you look at him closely, he probably has like a superhero cape underneath his shirt because he said some things to me that allowed me to set me free, to keep me from the beliefs that I've had. So he taught me that we have about 70,000 thoughts a day. And of those 70,000 thoughts we have a day, every day, 90% of them are reoccurring. 80% are negative. So if we are what we eat, could it be possible that we are what we think? Could we choose a different thought? How can we choose a different thought. This is where Dr. Bruce Lipton, he wrote The Biology of the Belief. That is one of the, the books that will help with the figuring out why am I thinking what I'm thinking. So this is what I learned from Dr. Bruce Lipton. Before you have an awareness of truly who you are, I would say by the age of seven, he says seven, but I say 10 because I believe some people are less emotionally mature than others. And I would put myself in that 10 years category from zero to 10. We are human tape recorders. Yes, we are human. We record everything and guess where that recording goes into your subconscious mind. Remember those 70,000 thoughts 
in your mind and that you have throughout the day that you don't even know that you're doing it. When you're walking, when you're eating, when you're doing things that are just mechanical, that's part of that recording that you've had. This is what you've learned, what your parents have taught you. But what do those thoughts do? So as you think about your thoughts, huh? Well, think about thoughts. That's a, a little weird to say that way. But as you think about your thoughts, can you recall some of the thoughts that you've had that you had yesterday and the day before? And so what happens, these thoughts that we recorded when we were little now become our limiting, limiting beliefs. These thoughts are part of what controls our body. So here's another statistic. We have over a trillion cells in our body. I'm not talking about the bacteria that is in your microbiome in your stomach. I am talking about the cells in your body. You have trillions of cells in your body. So when you're thinking happy thoughts, you're commanding your cells to be happy. When you're thinking negative thoughts, you're commanding your cells to be neg to to slow down to to be open to disease. So if we are what we think, what are you thinking today? Is it possible for you to change the way you think? Dr. Bruce Lipton, another one of my heroes. Oh no, sorry, a, a Dr. Wayne Dyer. I just like Bruce Lipton. I got Bruce Lipton in the brain. He is my gosh. He's like imprinted in there. Dr. Wayne Dyer, another one of my heroes, said. Or I heard him say, I know that he copied this from uh, Dr. Um, Max Planck, Max Planck. He said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So how do we change that? How do we change those recordings that have become our subconscious mind of which 80% of them are negative? How do we change them? We rewrite the program, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So when you're having positive thoughts, first it's a thought, then that positive thought converts into a positive feeling. And that positive feeling then becomes a positive action. That's what happens when we change the way we look at things. Yes, you can see yourself as a victim or you can choose whatever happened and use what happened as a tool to get you to that next level of excellence. For example, if something that you perceive as negative, perhaps maybe someone died in your family. Let's just use that as an example. You can say, I, can't, I feel lonely. And truly, all those feelings of loss, of despair, all those feelings are absolutely needed to be felt. But how long does it continue to fester in your body? When do you turn knowing this person Let's say, for example, I, I saw this in a, in, a, in a movie and it was a, a, the depiction of a life, uh, of somebody's life, where they lost their seven-year-old child in a car accident. 
And the person was bitter and angry, understandable. But at that moment where they released that thought that was permeating in their body, that was causing their body to shut down, they changed the way they looked at that death. And they were grateful to have that child for seven years. Oh my gosh. That to me, I don't know about you, but that to me changed the way I looked at it. It changed the way I saw death. It changed the way that gratitude was risen to a higher level to say, instead of saying, I can't believe you took that person away, but to turn it around and say, I am grateful that I was able to love that person for seven years. I'm grateful to be able to love someone all those years. And they were my teachers. And because of that person, I am who I am today. I'm going to take that legacy and I'm going to take it to that higher level of excellence. It's still mourning the person, but how you choose to remember that person is so important and how it manifests in your body. So our thoughts, you can take a thought and turn it into a negative, or you can take that negative thought and say, okay, it wasn't the snake bite that, that killed me. It was the venom that ran through my blood. How do I take that venom and turn it into fuel to get me to that next level and staying focused on that? So let's go back to these 70,000 thoughts that we're having <clears throat> and the program in our mind, the program in our head. How do we turn those 80% negative thoughts and turn them into positive. So when you're thinking of a negative thought, you're thinking of yourself as someone did me wrong. Something happened to me that caused me harm. But what are the gifts and lessons? What are the gifts and lessons from that experience? Again, you were bitten. But the anger, the bitterness, the resentment is the venom that runs through your blood. What can you do to change things? Well, the first thing we can do is, if you go to whenyouneedafriend.com, there are four questions. My questions are responsibility that will help change that, that end result of those thoughts. You go to whenyouneedafriend.com, go to the 100% responsibility page, and you say, okay, how did I create it? No fault this is not about blame or shame, fault or duty. This is about two plus two equals four. You wouldn't say, I can't believe two plus two equals four. Gosh, darn it. Yeah, that's how I cuss when I'm in public. I'm a trucker behind the closed door. Okay, so I am angry about two plus two equals four. Nah, it doesn't exist. You say two plus two equals four. There's no emotion, no nothing. That is how you answer these four responsibility questions. So we can start reformatting those negative thoughts in our heads. Like you can't do it. You're not, you're not good for, you're not good for anything. You're these negative thoughts that cause negative feelings that produce negative, negative action. The first question is, how did I create it? Well, I didn't create it. Somebody did it to me. That's victim mentality. I created it because 
I was there or I was born to that family. I created it because I chose to do something. I created it because bloom, bam, that is it. You don't have to have any emotion to it. Second, so somebody did me wrong. I created it because I trusted that person. That's just an example. You can fill in your blank. Second one, what are the gifts and lessons? Oh my gosh, I learned that I can be higher than that level. I learned because of X, I learned this. I'll give you an example. I was married to someone who abandoned my children. What are the gifts and lessons? I could be angry with that person or I can say, oh my gosh, I have two beautiful kids. I am so grateful for that person. That person's role in my life was to produce these two beautiful kids that I just absolutely adore. That's a gift and lesson. I could look at it as that guy really screwed at me, screwed me. And, you know, I was married seven years. It was a marriage in love. It wasn't like, you know, I was the children were born in the back of a pickup truck. I can be grateful to that individual when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Now, here's the next question. What's going to be different? Now that I know how I created it, I married him, knowing that it wasn't right. So there we go. There's that knowing that it wasn't right. If I'm honest with myself, if I take out my soul shovel and dig deep, I will see that I created that situation because or abandonment because I married him. I married him knowing that maybe he wasn't the right one. He asked me to marry him, so I married him. I was young, that's all I can say. Gifts and lessons, ah, beautiful kids. And by the way, I was, I'll give you the, I'll by the way later. But so the the second one is the gifts and lessons, beautiful children. Third, what's going to be different? When I found my soulmate, I knew without a doubt that I, that this was the man I needed to spend the rest of my life with. And ladies or gentlemen, if you ever are questioning whether this is the right person, walk away. It's not. You will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that is the person you will spend the rest of your days with. Anything other than that, is just trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Well, I finally found this person and I already had two kids. He had three kids and I wanted to have a child with this man. And I found out that I could not have children. I was sterile by the time I met him. So look at what, choosing something different, the person that was truly my soulmate, I was able to go back to the gifts and lessons. Had I not had these children, I wouldn't have been able to have my own biological children. I'd love my stepchildren as if they were born in my, they were born in my heart. My children were born in my womb, no difference, but still I changed the way I look at it. And now I get to see how I'm going to do something different. How am I going to create something different? So I married someone that was equally yoked to me. And then the fourth question is, how am I going to use this to help others? Well, as a life coach, I am able to help, uh, as as a life coach, I'm able to help people to go through divorce or stay married or whatever it is. I'm using this experience of gratitude 
instead of being angry and bitter. And you know what? I was able to go back to my ex-husband. There was a time I was able to go back to him and say, I love you. I love you. I thank you for the beautiful two gifts that you've given me. Even though he did not want those kids, I needed them. I wanted them. And they are so loved. And my current husband of 20, almost 25 years has raised them as if they were his. I raised his children, my husband's children, as if they were mine. When you change the way you look at things, there is no room for anger or, or any other emotion other than gratitude. So that 80% of negative emotions with gratitude is how you start reprogramming the program. So many people don't know that a thought, the brain doesn't know the difference between do and don't. So if you don't want to be late, the brain hears be late. So we have to be very careful the words we choose in our life. The brain doesn't know the difference between fact or fiction. I'll give you an example. When you're watching a movie, a scary movie, you're not just eating popcorn going, ha, 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 that's so funny. You know, the guy that's, that's an actor. You're not doing that. You're in the moment. You're experiencing what that person, what you're visualizing. The brain at that moment is reacting as if there is Jason chasing you with a hacksaw in the woods. Your body is reacting to it. So I just wanted to give you an example of this truth, this new truth that we discuss on the Lone McDermott radio show. So if that is true and your body is reacting to it and it doesn't know the difference between do and don't, these thoughts in your head must be positive. So I'll give you another example. I work in the medical field and I went into an office and there was a girl there saying, oh, I'm getting sick. I'm getting sick. I said, well, um, how about if you change? Because if you think, because what you focus on is what your body will respond to. Remember those 70,000, your brain is telling your cells in your body how to manifest itself. It's like the control command center. I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but you know, the, the, the ship, the main ship that is controlling everything else. <clears throat> and so if you think about it, you have this command center sending all these messages to your cells. So if you're thinking, I don't want to get sick, what is your brain hearing? Get sick. So what would be the antidote of, I'm worried about getting sick? So I asked her, I said, what could you do? Keep your thoughts positive. Keep your thoughts positive. What can you say to yourself to change that thought to support what you want? She could not even acknowledge it. She didn't know how to think any different. And I said, how about if you say, I am well? I am getting healthy. My body is getting stronger. I am, and of course, supplements, vitamin C is excellent at it. There's world renowned leaders. I was able to quit all my asthma medication with vitamin C. That's what I take. I was born at nine months was my first hospitalization with asthma until Dr. Um, Andrew Saul said, 
you know, Lily, I can help you with that asthma. I can get you off all your medication. I said, tell me more. There's that new truth, new truth. And I learned how to do it. And for five years, my asthma medication, my allergy medication, vitamin C. Now I take whole food plant-based, but just a little side note here that I'm just going off on a little tangent. But let's go back to the thoughts. I am healthy. Create your mantra of what you want. The brain focuses where you have your attention. And again, it doesn't know the difference between do or don't. So if you want to make it on time to the uh, to work or you want to make it on time, well, of course, get up early. But if all of a sudden there's a traffic accident and you're just like focusing on the accident, oh my God, I'm going to be late change your thoughts. Everything is going to be fine. I'm going to get green lights all the way. I'm going to, the, the, it's amazing when you do this and you stay focused on what you want. It's amazing how life just opens up for you. It really does. Try it. Oh, I can hear you saying it now. Oh yeah, that's just nonsense. Well, if you don't believe it, it's not going to work because if you don't believe it, your body will respond with disbelief and you will act as a disbeliever or unbeliever. So what do you choose? Do you want to try it? Give it a chance? Keep positive? Your epigenetics, and this is, this is another thing I learned from Dr. Bruce Lipton. Just because somebody in your family has had a disease, it doesn't mean that you're going to inherit that disease. What do we inherit? Only 3% of our DNA will cause disease. You know, children that are formed with a, um, or people that, are, that have a, a congenital disease from birth or anything to that effect. Everything else, guess what we inherit? We inherit the family recipes. The thoughts in your mind trump your DNA. The food you eat will trump your DNA. A fork can be the source of healing in your body, or it can be a weapon of mass destruction. So it's so important that what we eat, what we think, how we act, they all fall into place. So I want to encourage you today that if you're feeling anxious about something, that you change the word because your body will send every cell, your brain will send every cell. Be anxious, be anxious. But what if you change that word to excited? I am excited. Now, isn't that a higher, most positive energy of positive vibration? By the way, we are vibrational people. And we pick up people's vibrations. So if you're sitting by someone who's depressed, that vibration, which is a low vibration, will permeate on you too. So need to be careful about the thoughts around you as well, especially if you're an open vessel to receive these thoughts. If you're like a bleeding wound that you want to save the world and you find yourself depressed yourself, is because you're picking up on all the vibrations from the people around you. And you've got to learn how to block it. You've got to learn how to say, I first need to save myself. I first need to start with me. Because once I change my thoughts, 
the world will change. Once I change who I am, the world will change. Not I'm going to change you. I'm going to help you and forget the most important person. Those human recordings, when I was seven, I was told by my teacher that I would never amount to much. When I was 10, I was told by my paternal grandmother that she would not love me if I stopped learning how to play the piano. Well, guess what? I stopped learning how to play the piano. And the only teacher I remember his name is Mr. Torres, and he's the one that told me I would never amount to much. And I carried that never amount to much unlovable woman everywhere I went until I became aware. I took out my soul shovel and started working on me, not saving the world, but me getting stronger, me trying to figure out without judgment, where are these 70,000 thoughts coming from? They came from that little seven-year-old, that little 10-year-old human tape recorder that later those thoughts became my subconscious mind. And because we don't know any better, we keep attracting those thoughts, those people into our lives. So here's a little switch. If you don't, if you're worried about money, instead of thinking about poverty and lack, think of abundance. At the end of my show, I wish you love, peace, joy, and unexpected abundance because what you wish onto others comes back to you. We need to sit and look at our life, not somebody else's life, but our life and determine, am I being true to I, what I want? If I want to be successful, why am I dealing with I am not enough? So those thoughts need to be reprogrammed, just like the old tape recorder that you could retape over the tape recorder, the, the, the little tapes. You can reprogram what it is. So keep those thoughts positive. Keep those thoughts to the point where if you don't want to be sick, say to yourself, I am healthy. And teach that to everyone you meet. If somebody else is saying, I'm feeling sick, I'm feeling sick. Hey, my brain is healthy and I'm keeping my body healthy. You can take those germs onto somebody who thinks they're going to get sick too because they're going to bounce off of me and they're going to go on to somebody else. Protect your thoughts like you would protect the Taj Mahal, like a holy of holiest. What are you putting in your brain? If you are what you think, what are you? Let me tell you, when you dig deep with your little soul shovel, that you get on the Lil McDermott radio show. And as you answer those four questions of responsibility, how did I create my life today? If I am constantly creating what I have in my life, no one to blame because blame is not a powerful tool. Responsibility is. You say, if I created it, I can uncreate it. That is is empowering and empowering is wonderful 
It will lift your spirits. It will cause you to become the person you want to be. Keep your thoughts positive. Don't allow any negativity. The word don't. So if you find yourself saying, I am fearful, use fear, even change that to an acronym. And that acronym says, focus everything Focus everything required or, or do everything, I'm sorry, fear, fear, there we go. This is the acronym for fear. Focus everything required to live the life that you desire. Follow, every, that's it, that's it. I even forgot my own acronym because when you get to the point where you're only thinking positive thoughts, and I'm not talking about Pollyanna positive thoughts. I am talking about if you're going to go down that what could go wrong mentality, be an equal opportunity and think what could go right and go down that little rabbit hole until you discover what you truly want. Take fear out of the question. And the acronym would become follow every avenue required to live the life that you desire. Think it, feel it, act it. And sometimes, you know, that, 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 that saying, fake it till you make it, you know, that's not such a bad thing because if you think it, you will feel it. And if you feel it, you will do it. And we're going to continue this conversation the next time. Part two, this is Lil McDermott wishing you love, peace, joy and unexpected abundance. Make it the best day ever. We love, we fear. Bridges we burn. We make mistakes. Then we live and learn. When life gets tough. And it seems like your best ain't good enough. 